For just one corporate job, only four to six people will get an interview for every 250 resumes received. Those aren't very good odds if you're counting on that job. The fact is, you need a real person advocating to a real employer that is a real job, and that's where Express Employment Professionals come in. Express is your local resource to help you get a new job. Express has more than 18,000 jobs available weekly. That's 18,000 jobs that need to be filled right now. Find your nearest office at ExpressPros.com, and Express never charges a job seeker to find employment. Your locally owned Express office can connect you with available jobs in your community. On ExpressPros.com, find jobs in manufacturing, accounting, customer service, sales, distribution, and information technology, you name it. Visit the nearest Express office today to speak with hiring professionals connected to the available jobs in your community. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. ExpressPros.com. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome to Coast to Coast. Richard Gage with us from Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth, this being the 16th anniversary of that horrible day. Richard, uh, tell me a little bit more about the Architects and Engineers. How many members and how did you form it? Well, we formed it when... Uh, well, it was a couple of months after this experience I was telling you about and did some research, and I, I, I kind of put a PowerPoint together from what others had done, and I took it to the architecture firm that I worked for and had been talking to these guys, and most of them thought I was kind of going nuts, you know, because they're saying, what are you talking about? What, this is crazy. But I bought them pizza, and I made them watch, come in and <laughs> and, and made them watch the the this evidence that I had been looking at, we're going to be talking about today, and by God, at the end of that 45-minute presentation that I gave them, all of them ended up agreeing with me. Oh, my God. Not only is this third tower, obviously, a controlled demolition. That's Building 7 we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Building 7. And by the way, our listeners can, uh, can look at that. Just uh, go to YouTube and and put in Building 7, <laughs> it comes right up. And you can see in, in seven seconds this tower drops. Sudden, after witnesses hear explosions, it drops suddenly, smoothly, symmetrically, straight down into its own footprint at free-fall acceleration, which is like as fast as a bowling ball. And it was not hit by a plane. And it wasn't hit by a plane either. And yet there it goes. And... Uh, it's it's obviously you know in the exact manner of a classic controlled demolition, just like the old hotels. Okay, well, well let's we'll get to that. But in back to the engineers, though. I mean, how yeah, how many so members are, are are in this group? So I, I had my first fifteen members. Uh, that you know, like three or four months. Now we have twenty nine hundred architects and engineers calling for a new investigation of all three World Trade Centers. Okay, now, so, so let me ask you a few questions because uh, every time. We talk about 9-11. We get uh, all kinds of emails from people who are concerned, frightened, uh, baffled, uh, think we're crazy, think you're crazy. So let me ask you this. You do believe planes hit those buildings, right? Yeah, there's evidence to support that the planes hit the building. Because some people believe that that was a hoax, too. And I, I think that's what hurts the credibility of the investigation. Well, I, I don't disagree with that. Uh, we have to deal with a lot of people who believe a lot of strange things. I mean, and um, that's that's the way it goes, I guess, in circles of 
of non-traditional inquiry and research. Most of the 19, I think they were Saudis, were they not? Well. uh, Whoever they may be. (laughs) There's a lot of questions about the alleged hijackers. And yes, they're all said to be Saudis. That's right. So as you approach this, your concern is, well, I'm not going to ask you yet what you think or who you think was behind this. All we know is buildings collapsed, 3,000 people tragically died uh, in what was an attack. Without any doubt in my mind, regardless of who did it, it was an attack. What do you think happened? Well, what the evidence shows in the case of the Twin Towers is that we have the top after after all these witnesses that we already described heard all these explosions in the Twin Towers as well, uh, the, the top uh, section suddenly drops nearly free-fall acceleration. It's, a, it's not being slowed down by the cold, hard, intact steel below. This is really disconcerting because nothing is slowing it down whatsoever. And yet there's 100,000 tons of structural steel in each tower that's five times stronger than it needs to be to hold it up. So this top part is descending down uh, at, the, at the point of jet plane impacts on up. That part is disintegrating in on itself because, you know, that direct, the videos directly contradict what we're told by NIST. The National Institute of Standards and Technology was tasked by Congress to explain this to the American people. This upper section in the case of the North Tower it, what they said, and this is in a report that came out just two days after 9-11 by Zdenek Bazant from Chicago Northwestern University, he says that this top section drove the rest of the building down to the ground and then destroyed itself. Well, that's ludicrous, first of all, because the videos don't show that whatsoever. They don't show any section driving it down. What they do show is this complete disintegration of the top section, And then after that, more explosions come, and there's structural steel sections weighing four tons that are thrown out of the towers laterally at 60 to 80 miles an hour, landing up to 600 feet in every direction, trailed by thick white smoke clouds. Now explain that as a gravitational collapse. When this happened, I was doing my local show in St. Louis at the time. And I called the the largest wrecking company in St. Louis. It's called Spiritus Wrecking. They didn't want to talk about it because I wanted to know how could planes take down those towers. And I wanted to know how a building seven could collapse when no planes hit it. Uh, these buildings don't just fall and they don't just collapse. I was baffled when that happened. Uh, but they didn't want to talk about it. They felt very uneasy, and I, I still don't know why, about not wanting to talk about it. But as an architect, if you were asked to take down this building to build a new building, what would you do? What would you do to go about doing that? How would you take down buildings like the Twin Tower? Well, experts in controlled demolition, and there are dozens across the country, um, would place pre-shaped, uh, excuse me, shaped cutter charges uh, against the columns and beams 
in the building to break up the structural connections all at once. And what that would do would be to sever the columns and beams so that the building couldn't stand anymore. It's basically kicking the knees out from underneath the building. And they do this normally with high-energy explosives which leave very large, uh, loud audio and visual signatures and flashes. So bangs and flashes wouldn't be wanted in a deceptive, controlled demolition. So apparently uh, what the evidence shows here is is something very different. So if you ask me what I would do, I don't think in these terms, but if I tried to, uh, I imagined um, the perpetrators of this uh, savage hoax, a crime of the century, uh, would use something else like thermite, an incendiary used by the military to cut through steel like a hot knife through butter. And wasn't thermite discovered in some of the residue? As a matter of fact, it was, and, and not by conspiracy theorists, but by FEMA and the U.S. Geological Survey and R.J. Lee, an environmental concern. First of all, FEMA's documenting uh, seven years later, the report came out about Building 7, and FEMA, in the, their Appendix C of this 2002 report, uh, they document uh, hot temperature corrosion attack on the steel of World Trade Center 7 and the Twin Towers. And the, it, what? Hot temperature? What are you talking about? They're talking about 2,800 degree temperatures it takes to melt steel and to attack it, molten iron attacking the steel also. I mean, this is molten iron. Where does that come from? Well, that's the byproduct of thermite. And so this is extraordinary. What is the evidence of thermite residue doing in all the World Trade Center dust in these billions of previously molten iron microspheres found by the USGS, U.S. Geological Survey, and there's up to 6% of these dust samples is filled with these unknown origin of molten iron microspheres. How does this even happen? They have no idea. It's a signature element, though, of the World Trade Center dust. If they're so ubiquitous, they, 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 it's not even World Trade Center dust unless it has these uh, molten iron microspheres of the diameter of a, of a human hair. Well, this is elemental iron. It's not melted steel. We haven't used elemental iron, uh, which is, you know, iron beams and columns and skyscrapers for 100 years. So where does it come from? Again, it's the byproduct of thermite, as is, by the way, aluminum oxide off-gassing with these thick white smoke clouds. Well, that's what's seen in all the photos of the Twin Towers and videos, I mean, uh, of the Twin Towers uh, shooting these freely flying structural steel sections so far, it's absolutely mind-boggling to watch. It looks nothing like a pancaking collapse when you start to look at it with a new pair of eyes. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.